Hello, this is Nancy Ray, your host for the Rebel Haven podcast, a show designed to inspire, educate, and empower our community of entrepreneurs that think differently. For as in the words of the great and late Steve Jobs, the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. I have a dream that one day, it's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hello and welcome my fellow rebels. This is your host Nancy Ray and in today's podcast I'm going to be interviewing Miss Kelly Thomas, the brand specialist. And the reason I have invited Kelly to join me today is because this is one badass bitch. (laughs) So when I first saw Kelly online, I instantly was in love and her, her, the images that she used and the way she interacts on social media, the way she communicates, so authentic, edgy, hippie, and professional all at the same time, if those words can be used together. And she's definitely a rebel. I see her doing new and different things that are working online, and that's what we're all about here. So welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much. So stoked to be here. Appreciate you. <laughs> yes, so Kelly's background is in... Uh, graphic design and social media. And so Kelly, I would just love to hear a little bit about your philosophy of how you approach branding online. Yeah. So basically your brand online is your personification of your business. So your business is not born with a personality like we are. So it has to be created. I mean, whether that's a, a boutique or a coffee shop or a personal brand, that has to be communicated effectively and consistency with consistency. So honestly, consistency is the hugest part of your brand and in your, in your presence online and in person. I always say that my teachings will help you not catfish your audience. So when they meet you in person, that you are just as fun as you are online and vice versa. Oh my gosh. I love because that. I, I think that's so important. And, you know, I've met quite a few people and coached with quite a few people that I'm like, you are so much fun in person. Your online presence is really lacking. And honestly, it's bullshit and it's boring. Like it doesn't speak to who you are at all. So let's marry that. And I love that you said, can those um, professional and hippie and badass be all all in one? Because I, I think it can. Like you can be everything that you actually are and you can have it all and you can be this paradox a hundred percent um yes oh my gosh I love it so much (laughs) I love it so much so I love it when you said catfishing because so I'm gonna just give people a little for those who don't know what catfishing is so catfishing would be like tinder right tinder's like the dating app that a lot of people are using where you swipe one way if you think they're hot you swipe the other way if you think they're not right and catfishing would be if a girl does a whole bunch of photoshopping and taking all these fancy angles to look a certain way and then you show up to the date and you meet her in person and you hardly even recognize her she's totally different right so Mm -hmm. that's what catfishing means and I love this because I actually hired a mentor last uh when was that last November December 
And she was such a badass online. Like she was so strong, so confident, so in charge, so like this commanding presence. And even in her group coaching and in her one-on-one -on -one coaching, she was like this dynamic energy. And I was seeing her on video, I was seeing her in all these things, and I met her in person and was so disappointed. Oh no. It was crazy. I felt catfish. I met her in person. We're there now socially. There was like 20 of us students of hers. And she was like this little quivering rabbit in the corner. Oh, it was wow. so weird. I ended up because I'm such a strong like personality. I ended up taking over so much of the retreat <laughs> and in oh. a good way, like a loving way, not like awkward or anything. Like everyone was happy and loved it. And you I think saw the need, but I saw the need for somebody to step up and like hold the space and command the room and host the event. Right. It was wow. so bizarre. And I almost honestly, she visually even looked different. She looked smaller. She looked even more feminine. She came across very masculine online. And I think one of the biggest compliments I've ever gotten, Kelly, and you probably get this too, is when people meet me in person, they're, they're like, you're just like I imagined you and better. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes. Mission accomplished. Yes. I love that. So let's talk about rules because I'm all about breaking rules. So when people give me mm -hmm. rules, I'm like, I will break it. Right. Right. So what are some of the rules you see out there in the marketing world that are not serving people and that are really impacting their ability to just show up as themselves online and give their brand the personality that it's really needing? Uh, I think a rule of always having this image of perfection, whatever the hell that even means, like we all have a different perception of what that means anyways, but it's not even attainable. So even like yesterday, I posted a photo with my like robe, my headband on, like kind of like these little eye mask things. And I was like, sorry, not sorry to the Jimmy John's dude who just delivered my sandwich because this is my work from home life. And I want my audience to be able to see like, and I do like professional photo shoots all the time. And I encourage that, but you have to show people real life, like no makeup, no nothing, no filters, you know, like, especially not like a hundred of them with like airbrushing all of your you away. I feel like that is the biggest thing is like less filters, um, like in your, what you're speaking and on your actual face. Mm. So I think, yeah, less filtering yourself and less perfection is a huge rule that we need to like let go of. I love that so much. Well, and what I see happening is it's actually an indicator of a, a belief system that's blocking them from even getting started in their marketing, which is people are only going to hire this certain type of person. So I have mm -hmm. to look that way, act that way and be that way. And they're, then they're in that moment, they're trying to become like this chameleon, but then yep. they're like everybody else. You don't stand out when you're trying <laughs> to play safe and be in the status quo. You look like everybody yes. else, right? So I love that's that. My, that's my biggest thing is helping people stand out, but in an authentic way, not like, okay, I have to do this because I have to stand out. Um, I, and I also really, really believe in attracting and repelling your audience, attracting your ideal clients, repelling the people that you never want to work with ever. And that's okay when you lose a few friends. It's okay when you've been blocked. I uh, made a post one time about your bio. I'm not sure if you saw this, but there was like 300 comments when I said it should not say or say things other than mom of these people, wife of this person, coffee lover, um, 
and Jesus lover. And, and because I said that phrase, people lost their minds. And what I wasn't saying is don't believe in Jesus. Don't do this. What I was saying is stand out, be different. I could find a hundred bios that say that exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So if religion is part of your brand, awesome. Make it in your cover photo. Make it in something and your posts, all of that. But your bio should really, really, really help you stand out because it's so limited that you have to catch people's attention so quickly. And if it says the exact same thing as everybody else, you, people are going to keep scrolling. I love that. That's so good. Well, and let's speak to that then. So I really believe people have a big fear of standing out online, being unfiltered, being authentic, because you didn't mean anything by it. But people will nitpick and they'll find these little things. This is, I experienced this online and this entire debate and argument gets started over them misinterpreting and misreading what I'm saying, which so many totally. people would like, if they're feeling insecure, Kelly, they're like, I don't want to be honest and authentic and risk having my feed blown up. That was some of the best marketing ever for you because a feed that gets 300 comments, that crap is getting shown and seen around in the algorithm. Like that is, oh it's polarizing. And not that you went online intending to like be drama or like, ooh, hey trolls, come talk to Kelly. But you were just being yourself and you're just trying to give a real raw authentic tip and boom, look at all that marketing. So what, what, like, what would be your advice to someone who's terrified of being themselves? Uh, when, you have to start to notice when you put the filter on or when you get in, an inspired thought and don't say it verbally or post it or whatever. You have to notice when that stops or if you're like, ooh, I'm going to post this and then you don't. Like you have to just be quicker with your intuition and quicker with being like, Hey, this is me, but getting to know yourself and honestly spending alone time is the biggest thing, especially once I got divorced, that was one of the biggest like life learning lessons of getting to know myself, what I like, what I don't like, who I want to spend time with, how I like to learn. I mean, like anything that's how you get to know yourself. I'm not saying that people have to get divorced to know themselves, but spending that alone time and trying new things, that's how you get to know yourself. And that's how you get to like, when you put something out there that might be polarizing, but you have the, the backbone and the stance and the belief in what you're saying, that's when it's powerful rather than like, Oh, my coach told me to say this, though I don't really know how to respond to the reactions because this didn't come from me. Yes, 100%. I love that. So it's about really getting clear on your own values, like really knowing what they are strongly and also knowing your intention. So I will have people misread something I post, right? If I'm, if I'm saying something empowering about women, they misread it as being negative about men, right? If I say something empowering totally. about men, and, and it's just their own triggers, which is, that's what I do in my work. I love that, right? So knowing that that's coming, the most important thing is to have my own back, Right mm -hmm. to not go into should I have not posted that was that a mistake? Don't do that. If you really believe in what you're sharing, and you know it was what you were meant to say, again through that intuition, not like oh my coach told me to say this. 
have your own back. Be like, whatever, like come hell or high water, regardless of how people respond. This is what I feel like I'm meant to share and express through my marketing or how I'm meant to say it, right? Then you just roll with it. Totally. And you know, I have offended my family before with my posts and I, it's the only post I have ever and will ever take down because I re- I honestly got sick after I did that migraines because I was speaking my truth and I shut it down. And after that, I realized how that affected me internally, externally, what I chose to post and what I chose to talk about. And people to this day still bring that up to me of how inspiring that post was and I took it down. So think of all the people that we can reach by speaking our truth and by not shutting it down and making it so small and diluted with our message. Imagine the people that you could be reaching by being yourself, even more of yourself, like hundred proof yourself. I love that. That's so good. That's so, so good. Um, so about offending family, this is something I did a long time ago and I would be interested to hear your perception on this. So I use Facebook primarily for my business, right? I do love keeping in touch with my friends and family, but if I have a really great photo to send grandma and grandpa of my kids, I personally send it to them to be sure that they see it, right? So in the old school days, not old school days, there are some people that go (laughs) online to Facebook simply to stay in touch with friends and family. That is not my primary intention there. I know I'm going to stay in touch with them regardless. So when I found that I was editing and monitoring myself because I had my great grandpa sitting, you know, in his old little wheelchair scrolling through Facebook and seeing me being so, I'm a feminist, right? I'm all about equality. I'm all about like forward thinking and being a rebellious, I say fuck, right? Like all these things. Right. My poor old grampy is sitting there like, I'm going to give him a heart attack, right? He's like, ah, and he's praying for me. So I've removed (laughs) all of my family, not all of them, but the ones I know, my intention is to not offend them. My intention is to not disrespect their way of being. And if it is a head game for me, I release them. And some of them I've re-added because I know a lot of that is my own shit I'm bringing to the table, right? But my grampy, he doesn't need, (laughs) he doesn't need to work through his triggers. He gets to just enjoy being old and adorable, right? (laughs) And I will remove myself from that space and I'll stay in touch with him and visit him and send him letters and cards and pictures. And what is, what is your thoughts on that, on monitoring who's in your space online? Um, I've had a lot of trouble with it. Um, first and foremost, because I do a lot of boudoir shoots because I post a lot about body positivity and that can be controversial. And you're right. My grandma, grandpa and whoever in my family grew, I grew up very conservative, very modest, and they don't need to be triggered by seeing me loving my body and encouraging others to love themselves while in lingerie. (laughs) or implied nude or anything like that and so I have I have taken some people out of my space because they it's hard for them to wrap their brain around that we run businesses online because that's not ever something they could wrap their brain around of like that's not you know get a real job or whatever Mm -hmm. and so it's like you're saying it's not for them to be triggered by and to work through that stuff because it's not it's not for them. Mm-hmm. 
it's for literally everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, totally agree with you. Protect, and once once you start to notice it's messing with your mind, then you have to be like, hmm, do they have to go or do I have to stop? And yeah. which one feels more authentic? Exactly. I love that. And, you know, I'm going to be real here. So I hired this coach uh, a year and a half ago that was all about completely unfiltered expression. And it was fantastic. When I started working her, it was like I unleashed the beast and was just so myself and so raw and so real online. And then I found myself swinging the pendulum so far to the point that I was being, um, you know, I, I was being mean (laughs) and I wasn't trying to be mean, but the way it was, some of the way it was delivered was insensitive. Does that make sense? Mm. And so Mm -hmm. it can be helpful when I see people commenting or reacting to my stuff to do a check-in, to check in with myself. And even though I didn't intend it that way, I will check in and I'll go, is this causing more harm or more good in the way this is worded? Could this be worded better? Could I handle this better? And I've created sort of my own little check system inside. And I just want to reiterate this because I know people are listening in. I... There are so many, it's so tricky to navigate what we get to share and what we do, but I really believe the general rule, which I'm like anti-rule, is follow your intuition. There are certain times where I receive downloads or inspiration and I know what I'm receiving is very out there, very radical, very cray-cray, and it being fully delivered gets to be to my inner circle right? The people that are my, Absolutely. that my, are my clients, they get the access to that type of stuff. And it's not something I need to be sharing publicly. Right. And so checking in and asking those things and, um, living, Oh, it's such a tricky balance. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But that's the biggest, the biggest point is you get to choose what you share mm. and where and when, and you're in control. Oh. And And yeah, like, and sometimes we have those private spaces, like a private group or whatever, and you can be more raw in there. And because you know that they know you and your intentions, because you've created this space. And then publicly, you're like, you know what, my audience isn't ready for this yet. Exactly. Yep. Yep. It's kind of, it's just like slowly, um, bringing them in, reeling them in, getting them to know you. It's sort of like if on the first date, talking about catfishing, we can just run this, we can just run this date dating thing. Um, on the first date, if you sit down there on your first date and you're like, oh, let me tell you all my baggage, all my drama about my whole story. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's too vulnerable, too connected, too fast. And I think you can still show up authentic and you can still be real and genuine without needing to unload the entire, you know, semi truck load of history in your 30 minute coffee date. And I could not agree with you more. (laughs) And I think sometimes when we're like, be authentic, don't be filtered, blah, people are like, okay. And then you have these people I've cried on social media. I'm, I'm real on social media, Same, but same that are like just sobbing and like, and people are like, Whoa. Um, too, too much too soon. So again, yep. go th- through your intuition and remember that the different layers and levels. So maybe it's, you know, a third date or a fourth date and you're feeling inspired to sh- share a little bit about your family of origin. Like actually, yeah, my parents are divorced. My dad lives in Oklahoma. Okay. It might be time now. Like we're to that point in the conversation and the dating process that now we get to talk about this. And again, 
I want to be real. There are no rules. I have just seen that that feels the best for me to have a, um, a getting to know you. Totally agree. And I, I think there's a huge thing about, um, airing your dirty laundry and being vulnerable and there, there's a big difference, but a fine line because airing your dirty laundry or oversharing to me is sharing something that's not yours. Like trying to share someone else's experience. That's not yours to share. And to me, that's oversharing or airing your dirty laundry in a way of like, you know, your fight with your boyfriend or like your fight with your sister but then there's no positivity at the end or of like, conclusion. this is how, yeah. what's that? Or conclusion of like, this there's is no how. conclusion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no positive spin or like, this is where we're at. This is four years ago, how we were, and this is where we're at now. And this is how we got here. Yes. And in the way, and rather than like, I hate everything. My life is so garbage. And there's nothing like that's no one wants you in their space. No one wants that negative energy. But if you're like, wow, this was my life. These are the choices I made. And now this is how I feel about my life. How can you know, can you relate to that? Um, But when you share something positive and inspiring and an awesome outcome at the end, that's when it becomes a vulnerable share that people want to get behind. I love that so much. It's like the difference of sharing a picture, right? A boudoir photo and saying, you know, something positive about loving yourself and appreciating yourself in every stage or sharing that photo and being like, look at this. This sucks. This sucks about me. I hate this. I want to change this. I want to change this. Right. It's like a totally different vibe. Right. So absolutely. So good. And this is one of the things I love about you is I really feel that you have found that balance that's tricky to navigate with that fine line in the middle between the oversharing and just being vulnerable and honest um, and I think that's probably one of the massive benefits that your clients get. Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the work you do as a branding specialist and how it's different from maybe all the other branding specialists out there. Um, so I, I don't just, so there's two parts to branding and one is like the backbone your, your core, your insights, your values, your mission, your, you know, your vision for yourself and your company and all of this, the mindset work, you know, getting past fears of being vulnerable or showing up on live video, all of this inner work. And then there's also the imagery and the fonts and the colors and how you show up visually is like the backbone and like your core strength, but also your outfit. So I, I love the whole package, which is why I used to just do social media or I used to just do like, you know, a little bit of dabbling of graphic design here and there. And so marrying all of that for a whole package is like what lights me up. And, and I love every step of it of like, I want to take them shopping, my clients shopping to be like, okay, is this what you actually want to wear and feel good in? Or is this what you've been complimented on and you think this is what you should wear? And how you're, honestly, how your outfits and what you wear are have to be consistent in your branding and in how you show up online and how you show up in person. It all matters. Like, there's nothing of how you show up in any category that doesn't matter to your branding. 
Okay. I love this so much. So <laughs> when I first launched my business, I was a confidence and assertiveness mentor. And that's like what I was the bedrock of my business. And you see how it's evolved to what it is now, which is still adorably evolving, right? Always. So, mm-hmm. but I was like, all right, I'm going to be confidence. This is what I'm doing. All right. What color is confidence? And it was like red. I didn't even really like red. I didn't really like wearing red. I didn't love red. But now all of a sudden, everywhere you went, everything was red. So I was shopping and trying to find good reds and wear reds all the time. And it felt so limiting and it was stifling. Mm -hmm. And then I would shop and I would look for clothes that looked the part. I was like, all right. Mm -hmm. And this is about five years ago now. So I was like, all right, I'm a motivational speaker. So this is what they wear. And I started having so much fun. So last year, this was the first time I really gave myself permission to do it exactly how I wanted. And I always had this long curly hair. I don't know if you've seen those pictures. Yeah, I and, and people were like, don't cut your hair. It is your identity. Like everyone knows you. It's your brand. Like your hair uh. is your brand. And it was like people knew it was me because all of a sudden Miss Prom Hair walked in because it was always <laughs> like this curly, gorgeous prom hair. And it took me the same amount as my hair does now, like time, but it was just naturally curly and thick and huge. Don't cut your hair, don't cut your hair, don't cut your hair. And last fall, I was like, I just, I wanna cut my hair. And everyone's like, don't. All of your brand, all your branding photos, all your everything, and I was like, "Uh uh-uh. And I cut it all off, and I went to a speaking event, and rather than dressing the part, I was like, what do I wanna wear? And I ended up Mm -hmm. wearing a, like a tank top, a blazer. So it's a blazer, right? But it was a tank rather than like the long burr, burr, burr. And then this sexy ass tank under it with this long chain necklace thing. And then I wore these leggings that were like, kind of like workout pants. And they were white with like all these crazy black, like zigzags everywhere. And then these badass high heel shoes. I felt so myself because it was this mix of like funky, edgy, also business professional. I felt so alive. I felt so alive. And that gives me goosebumps. Yeah, it was crazy. And at this event, so this is a stark contrast. So this was my first major speaking event after having my baby. So before I had my baby, I was doing like one a month and I was wearing all the outfits I thought I should wear. Right. I got on this stage, wore exactly what I wanted. I said exactly what I wanted. I didn't even have a planned out presentation. I sold $35,000 from stage that day. Wow. Because I was just owning my shit. I was just in my element, right? And it was so fun. And that's, that's what magical. I think, yeah, that's what I think people are missing is be yourself. It's the most fun and it's actually what the world really wants. Mm, the real it's what they you. crave. Yeah. They don't need the wounded you, the angry you, the upset you. They want the real you. And I believe at our core, at our essence, like our inner badass always puts a positive spin on things. Always. So if totally. you go into that core and from that grounded center place, share from there, you're not going to need all these rules and all these filters. It's going to be totally safe and awesome every time. Absolutely. Oh my God. Yes. Like so much. Yes. Because once we get rid of this, like should, should is like the most bullshit ever. And I used to have a business partner in like a previous um, company that I started and we were, we are completely opposite. Like I we're I'm like edgy and, but also feminine and funky and fresh. 
And so I would notice that when we would go to business meetings together, I would dress down because I knew that she would be dressed down. And so once I, my boyfriend hugely encouraged me to like have this business breakup and to go out on my own, I made three times as much that, that month. I love to wear leggings and a blazer, but not like a normal blazer. Like this one's velvet and like roll up the sleeves and tailor them. And like those are, they have to be my style or else I'm going to be so uncomfortable. It's like palpable. And you have to know what makes you confident and never turn that off or like never steer it in a different direction unless the pivot comes from you. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. So I'm going to be sharing something with you and I haven't told anybody this yet and the podcast (laughs) gets to hear it too. So this has actually been one of my main things that I have struggled with from day one in my business is my branding. And I've rehauled it so many times feeling like I had to pick just one color and just one look because I'm, I'm a hippie. I'm a spiritual person. I'm earthy. I love to be outside. I love yoga. I love all of that. But I'm like a black See, and white. See, I wouldn't white. have known that. Yeah. So that. I know, right? I'm, but I'm like a black and white hippie, not like a brown and tan yes. earth tone hippie, yes. right? But in my mind, I was like, I can't have both. I can't be this mm. like grounded earthy hippie and be this business professional and be this badass. And so the other day I was like, okay, what if none of that was true? What if, what if none of that, what if I could have both? So then I got this vision and I'm going to tell you guys and you can just get excited and then you'll get to see the actual images. So I'm doing this huge overhaul and so picture Okay, so you know how there's those sliders where you see a photo and there's a slider on it. You can slide it this way and you see one filter of it. You slide it this way, you see it the other way. And it's the same picture mm-hmm. and it's just you see it in two different colors almost. So okay. some of these images will have an actual filter on them where you can slide it one way or the other way. But what's going to change is one way you look at it, it looks like what people see with their earth eyes. Like I'm in a big Ooh. corporate office with my high heel shoes up on the table looking badass. You slide it the other way, I'm going to all of a sudden have like antlers i'm gonna have like my like a i'm gonna have like a big snowy owl on my shoulder i'll have like a staff like all of the magical woo woo stuff right that you normally see but still through the filter of the eyes of like the black and the white not the tan and the browns you know what i'm saying you're you're a branding person right so i'm gonna have one picture where i'm walking like in all my badass business gear down a hallway and the hallway is going to be like marble, cold, stone, corporate looking, right? And I'll just be like looking like my badass self. Exact same pose, exact same picture, but I'm going to be in like a hall of trees, barefoot Ooh. outside holding like my drum and like all my Indian gear, like my feather. I'm going to have full yes. war paint on, right? And yes. so, and then I'm going to actually like just split the photo. And so one half's this and one half's that. And then they're going to start seeing the duality. They're going to start yes. seeing the paradox that you're both like you can be this spiritual hippie woo woo crazy pants and you can also be grounded, love systems, be professional, have all the tactile, practical sides of your business while still being guided from this completely cosmic woo woo place. It's not one or the other. Yes. Does those pictures sound so fun? <laughs> I have so many goosebumps. Ah! This is, that's my favorite phrase is you can be both. You can yes. have both. Because you are, 
So mm-hmm. stop trying to like quiet one side mm-hmm. because that's how you think you should look mm-hmm. or be or present yourself. Mm-hmm. Be bold. Yes. Be all of it. Yes. My sister's so good at this. She reminds me of you. It's probably why I love you so much. But she said <laughs> to me the other day, um, oh, I used to call her all the time about my branding. And I'd be like, does this sound more like me or does this sound more like me? Like, you know me better than I know me because you see me from the outside. I see me from the inside. She's like, which one do you want? Right. And I'd take her shopping. I'd be like, which one looks more like Nancy Ray? She's like, whichever one you like the most. Right. Use your preferences to determine it. When you come from like an outside in approach to determine your branding, you F it up. When you come from the inside out, it always is consistent because you're still, yeah, you're evolving, but you're the same. You're the same you. You're the same Kelly. I'm the same Nancy Ray. The same preferences. And it evolves and it changes, which people like to see that. They like to see the evolution of brands. We all love to see that. We don't want something that's stagnant. That's great. Evolve your uh, logo. Evolve. Like, let it grow. That's great. But Mm -hmm. you always being true to you is the part that gets to be consistent. Mm, Preach, girl. Boom! Yes! (laughs) I, like, pulled all of that from you. I hope you know that. Yes! I just, like, pulled that from you. Channeled. So I have one client right now that is one of my favorites. She is has a corporate job, but also a side coaching business. And for so long, she was like, oh, well, I have to choose. And I'm like, whoa, why? And she's like, oh, oh, I didn't know that was an option. I'm like, you love your corporate job. It's not killing you inside. It's It helps you live. In a, in a live way, not just like paycheck to paycheck way. And she was like, wow, you're the first person that's told me that I can have both. I don't have to choose. And her brand is the most colorful. I was making her branding board and I was like, okay, I almost put her in this box of like, okay, she has to have these neutrals. What neutrals are going to be the best? And then I was like, whoa, why am I trying to put her in this beige yucky box? of like these branding rules, she doesn't need a neutral. Like I love black and white. That's my thing thing. And I used to make myself like wear more color, wear more this patterns, but black and white stripes are my jam. Like I could do a whole load of laundry. That's black and white stripes. (laughs) Preach. Me too. Seriously. And I used to try to make myself buy less black and all of this, but it's like, that's what I feel confident in. That's what I love. And why would I make myself go out of this? I am totally a proponent of like growing outside of your comfort zone, but knowing what you love and then flexing a little, sure. But staying within your core brand is like, that's everything. I love it so much. Absolutely. I, I agree. And I could go, we could go on all day about this. So that said, all day. I want everyone to be able to find you and follow you. Go follow this chick. She's so inspiring and so good at navigating the online space authentically. Like just go watch her. You'll learn from her. She's brilliant. So where do they find you? Thank you so much. First of all. Um, so everywhere I am positive Kelly. Positive so, Kelly. Um, that is my Instagram and my business Facebook page. I um, also have my personal Facebook, which is Kelly Griffin Thomas. That is my maiden name and my ex-husband's last name. So <laughs> Kelly Griffin Thomas, AKA Positive Kelly. I love it. All right. And we'll be sure we've tagged you all over in the this podcast. So thank you so much for joining us today, Kelly. 
Thank you for having me. Honored to be on. Awesome. All right, everybody, that concludes this episode. As always, I want you to remember whatever it is that you're dreaming of achieving, it is yes, 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 absolutely possible.